All right, we are live. Welcome to the Real Conversations podcast. I am your host, Kelly Scar. As always, we've got the co-host, Robin Shidlowski. Say hello, Robin. Hello, Robin. All right, all right. Okay, today we got uh, some special guests on the show, Ryan and Jen Shields. Um, they are a couple of, they are actually spouses selling houses in uh, Brandon, <laughs> Manitoba. Uh, as always, we're going to get into the bio and from there, we're going to get into the conversation. So Ryan and Jen are a husband and wife team in Brandon, Manitoba. Ryan has been in the business for 11 years and Jen for seven. Both have been Bomb Bomb, Tom Ferry's video influencers, uh, they're actually three-time winners of that award. They've also built their business around community and being hyper-focused on building local. From doing video spotlights on local business to video series about their favorite things about living in Brandon to both being very involved in the community, they are all about local. Welcome to the show, my friends. Thanks for having us, Kelly. Looking forward to it. Glad to be here. Yeah, spouses selling houses. I remember saying that to you guys. And the next thing you know, I got a... You sent me a photo of the two of you out in a field, right? Out in a wheat field of us doing high fives out there. Oh, Robin, I'll have to send you this, Robin. I'll have to find it. Yeah, that's hilarious. It is funny. Yeah, because it's there was there's a um, there's actually a billboard when you're going down to Invermere or coming out of Invermere. There's a guy on a billboard. He's a realtor, and he's actually standing in a field, and the 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 billboard says "Outstanding in my field." Right. I think we had talked about that, but then I was like, yeah, you guys are spouses selling houses. So they go and get new headshots. And the next thing you know, he's sending me over a meme that says spouses selling houses outstanding (laughs) in our field or something like that. So hilarious. So funny. So yeah, man, you guys, uh, you guys have been in the business for a a while now and, and uh, you know, really adopted video into your business here. What within the last five, six years, four, five, six years, something like that. Well, video for us, actually, it would have been the year we were talking about the selling houses. I think it's about seven or eight years ago now. Um, it was one of my first times out to the Banff Western Connection, and uh, I think it was the rebar camps we were doing in Calgary at the time. Oh, and, yeah, um, yeah it, it just kind of got introduced to the bonbon, the one-to-one on, one one video style, and, and uh, it just kind of took off from there, and our business has forever changed. Awesome. Nice. Um, so, sorry, <laughs> I just I drew a blank there. Uh, so, I uh, totally drew a blank. So, <laughs> so what? So, what was it then that that kind of um, kickstarted that whole thing? So, you, you mentioned Rebar Camp. You mentioned Banff Western Connection. What was it about video that just kind of tied you guys in and said we're all in on video and to the point now where you guys are like bomb bomb influencers you're recognized by tom tom ferry like what was it that kind of pushed you towards that um ryan likes to jump in the deep end with anything and so he sees it he likes it he'll just jump in and i have to admit i was the later adopter of video um after many forced videos i should say real estate videos many forced real estate videos um where he decided people preferred engaging with a female on the screen so that I could be in all the videos and he would just film them and um so I reluctantly agreed but yeah eventually we just saw saw the impact that the video had in building relationships um in building that rapport that connection right off the hop and so as soon as we started to see that data roll in then I I understood why he was so excited and jumped into the deep end I, I mean right away we had a successful business before video and I could just see how much connection was 
recently had through video and how our clients were reacting to it and how we were able to just, and this is all strictly one-to-one video at the time, just able to share connection with them and share some excitement. Um, there's a one really funny one that uh, kind of sealed it for us early in that first year was we had a house sold and it was right at bedtime for our kids. We got three young boys and Jen was reading them a story and we'd been going back and forth with, with the blender and stuff to get this deal put together. And finally we got the okay. And so we shot a congratulations video with the boys and they had like party hats on and everybody's got like the, the streamers that you're blowing out, the noisemakers and they're yelling congratulations. Well, that video in 24 hours was viewed over 40 times by the, the person we sent it to. And just right there, we knew there was an instant impact and a lasting impact that was going to be able to be had by simply pulling out a phone at bedtime and sharing our genuine excitement and our kids' excitement that they were able to, to purchase a house. And from there, we've never really looked back and just looked at different ways to incorporate video into our business. Say, say for example, like an introduction to a new client that came through a referral, for example, like, hey guys, here we are, just wanted to make an introduction and that way they put a face to the name. Like, was that kind of where it sort of started off having good results? Yeah, well, communication more with our current database. So Ryan just switched all email communication. Um, again, he was the earlier adopter um, to email so instead, or to video. So instead of texting or typing out that email, um, it would just be a quick video. Even if it was like, hey, guys, showings are confirmed for tomorrow. I'll meet you first at 1 Park Street. Um, and all the way to communicating with the lawyers like, hey, I've included all the documents here. If you need anything else from me, just reach out to us. Um, and just completely adopting it in all the ways. Um, so probably started more with our, our database. And then, yeah, those leads that come in, just instantly responding with a video, introducing ourselves, um, and they get to know us right off the hop. And the beautiful part about it, too, and we talk about it all the time when we're speaking out about video, is you make that connection, but you also give that person the opportunity if they like don't like me in the one minute video that I send them, like let's not waste time going out and arranging a meeting and going out for the showings if they know that I'm not gonna be for them. Um, then it's better just to, sometimes we do send those those emails to a referral and we just never hear back and yeah. that's okay too, but just saves everybody a lot of time and energy and um, kind of skips over that like, awkward like messaging back and forth like dating and you're like straight into the first date like i'm here this is me the one the one thing i found robin with the replying to leads and stuff especially about properties is it shows and i've had this said to me before it shows that i know the property i'm not just copying something off the internet and and like pasting it back into the email i actually know what the property is with the property taxes or something. Um, so it gave those buyers a little bit more confidence in talking to me. And like Jen said, it just allows our personality to connect. And I mean, people, the harder we attract people through video, the, the harder we're pushing people away too. And we just have to be okay with that. And, and I mean, it's, it's helped us create the business where we enjoy being in it and people want to work with us. And, and we want to work with our clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they'll, they'll feel comfortable first time meeting you for sure they're going to feel more comfortable because they've already got a face to the name kind of a thing so they'll know a little bit about what exactly about. for sure yeah. and we get that no. time like when we clients they'll say like i already feel like i know you because i've seen your videos yeah, yeah. Nice. so you take that a little bit of awkwardness out and they kind of know what to expect i guess 
Yeah, you know, it's funny. Awesome, yeah. Awesome I've said touch. this for a long time that, uh, you know, if you suck in real life, you're going to suck on video. Right? So, <laughs> so what, uh, and it, you know, it's totally, it's, it's totally the truth. I mean, you know, if, if you're sending off a video to somebody and they don't, and, and, you know, maybe not to that extreme, but if you're sending off a video to somebody and they don't resonate with you, I mean, like you said, it just cuts out all the bullshit. Right. And, you know, yeah. trying to figure that out, going back and forth and, and, you know, over text or, you know, meeting somebody and there's that awkwardness and, and there's just there, you're not going to be able to gel with them. So I, I, I totally hundred percent appreciate that. Um, you know, so, so as far as, as uh, video is concerned, I mean, I think we, I think I want to talk to you guys a little bit about, um, you know, the equipment and stuff like that, the kind of stuff that you, that you're using, maybe some of the software and that sort of thing. And we'll get into that in just a second, but what would be, you know, I know that the video is the here and now it's like, it's as easy as picking up your camera on your phone, picking up your phone, shooting a quick video, sending that off as a text message. Why is there such hesitation have you found with agents to actually embrace video? Like what is the hesitation? Why why don't people want to get in front of the camera? People don't want to be vulnerable. <laughs> we all want to live behind like our perfect posed ha- headshot on our card or on that that bench, the yeah. last bench, you yeah. know? <laughs> like vulnerability is scary. And if you watch, I mean, the first time you do a video and you watch it of yourself, like it makes you cringe a little. You're like, oh my God, that's why your voice sounds like them. That's what I look like. We're our own worst critics. Um, so I think that's the biggest hesitation when we've um, spoken at other conferences or done um, events and people come up to us after and that's the the feedback we get all the time like I'm just nervous to start I'm scared of what people will think and so one of the things we always tell people too is like you will actually suck when you start like we all suck at something when we start we are you are going to be awkward in the first probably 100 200,000 videos I don't know I feel still think I'm awkward in video but I'm also awkward in real life so I guess that's the way it goes but it's, I mean, it's that sphere of vulnerability. Um, but the reason that we love video so much and reach for it is like people aren't connecting with your, like your perfection. They connect with you because you're human and they're, and you're real. Um, and so we're taught to have this like facade or this image, especially in real estate, you know, drive the car, dress a certain way, look a certain way. Um, but people, maybe you're kind of like, intrigued by that but that's not actually what they're connecting with they connect when they know that you're a human that maybe isn't perfect and a little bit flawed and stumbles over their words sometimes and and i think another piece kelly is you touched on it with with our phones and that now people don't realize how powerful these can be and they don't want to go and invest thousands of dollars in this whole camera setup with lighting and mics and everything because they're new to it well they don't realize that camera, the phone on your camera is everything you need. You don't need anything more, especially for the one-to-one videos. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah, I I used to get that question all the time, right? Like, well, what's, what's your setup? What What do you use? What kind of a camera do you use? And I'm like, dude, I use my phone. Like when I first started shooting video back in 2010, I mean, you know, I had an iPhone, but the video on the iPhone, I mean, it, it just, it wasn't all that great. Right. So I, I actually used to use a flip cam, right? So the yeah. flip cam had the little USB thing on the side, used to be able to plug it into my computer, be able to download the videos right off the camera. Right. So I a hundred percent agree with you, man. Like this is really all that you need. I mean, you know, I guess at the end of the day, what would be some, what would be some, let's get into the setup. Let's talk about what, what, what is it you guys use? Like we, we just finished than- talking about what we talk use. This is it. Well, okay. So it's just, so yeah. for as far as this the camera's concerned, it's just the phone. 
Yeah. You guys have it. mics like, or lights or anything like that? Sorry. Yeah. Like, I mean, everything we do is off the phones. We do try and have the latest phone. Like we both have the, the 11 pros right now. Um, as generally we were talking about earlier, we do have a lighting set up for when we're doing um, kind of the talking head style videos. Um, we do have mics. Uh, we have a couple different mic setups um, for, again, when we're shooting videos for, for that, whether we're out in public or, or not. Um, the, the, the DJI Osmo, like the mobile stabilizers and, and stuff, like we do have those toys and stuff, but as far as camera goes, it's our, it's our phone and oh, right. GoPro. we have a, yeah, we have a GoPro and we do have a, a little drone that I take out all the time with me. Um, right. Cause you guys, you guys shoot your property, your own property videos too, don't you? Yeah, we, we shoot everything and I edit it myself and that, um, everything is in house what we do. And yeah, See, and I, I, I just, I, I commend you guys for that. I remember I was, I was speaking at, uh, Inman in 2012 and I was actually on a panel talking about video and I was, I was in between these two dudes and one guy, uh, you know, was a, a, an agent from Los Angeles and he had, he actually had a videographer with him. Right. And so he's filming the whole session. The other guy on the other side of me has got this video app that he's, you know, he's in vendor alley that he's trying to sell. Right. And I was the only agent that was like shooting my own videos, uploading them, like editing, uploading, writing the content. Right. So we're sitting there in this room and there's probably, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 people in this room. And, and, uh, the question came up like, you know, how much time do you spend editing your videos? Um, how much time do you spend shooting? How much time do you spend editing? And, and how do you find the time to do all of that? Right. And still sell real estate. And the one guy on my left, he says, well, you know, I've got a videographer over here and he looks at the guy and he goes, how much time do you think you spend editing my videos? And the guy's like, I don't know, 30 hours a week. And I'm like, hold on a second. You just lost the room here. You just yeah. lost the room. And the other guy was like, you know, I don't worry about any of that. Just buy my app sort of thing. It'll solve all of your problems. Right. So, so maybe talk to us just a little bit about, you know, how much time and effort goes into, you know, I, you know, somebody that is just starting out, give them a, a sense and ideas to maybe some of the easy software that they can use. Obviously they're going to use their phone. If they've, yeah. if they need a gimbal or, you know, DJI Osmo or, um, you know, somewhat, some other, like a gorilla pod, uh, yeah. stand or something like that, maybe give some, some ideas to what kind of equipment somebody can use to get started. Well, I mean, absolutely. Like you mentioned the gorilla pod, so then, then you can uh, hold it. So it can be a selfie stick in the same sense, or it can be a, a tripod. Um, but as far as editing and that goes, I mean, well, sorry, I'll back up to mics. I mean, if you don't want to go buy anything, just use the AirPods that are the wired earphones. They have mics on them and that. And especially yeah. when you're shooting one-to-one -one videos or you're doing educational style videos and you're just getting started, nobody's going to notice the two earphones hanging from your head. As right. long as it sounds good, nobody's care. Um, and then the AirPods too, especially for women, if you have longer hair, that's what we use a lot before we got mics. And like just tuck them in and pull your hair over and you actually don't even know they're there. So. Um, yeah, but then totally. as far as editing goes, I mean, to start, iMovie is perfectly fine. And you can just make those simple cuts. If you mess up, just cut it, patch in again right at the beginning or where you fix it. Um, and then from there, I do a lot of editing on LumaFusion on my iPad. Um, it's, it's a really powerful mobile editor. Um, yeah, we do have Final Cut Pro and stuff at home, but to be honest with you, I, I love LumaFusion. It's so simple. It's so quick. It's so easy. But I, I mean, as far as listing videos go, I mean, you can spend a couple hours if you want, 
depending on how in depth you really want to go with it and how intricate your video is. But I mean, you can do it 45 minutes to an hour. If, if you're, once you get it down to what you, you style, you like. Pro and, probably I mean, for and, and granted we're in all of our videos. We are in every video. We're in every, most of the scenes. Um, so that makes editing a little bit trickier too, when we're trying to incorporate us and sound and get that sort of stuff. Right. But if all you're doing is a simple introduction at the beginning of the video and then rolling through video of the inside of the house, you can do that rather quickly from an edi editing side of things. If, if that's the way you're getting started and that's the perfect way to get started. Um, and, and probably the most amount of time spent for a beginner is going to be overthinking it, overanalyzing it, and not 100%. actually pushing the send button and getting it out there. I mean, that's, I'm guilty of that, right? It's like, oh my God, this isn't per just, you know what? Shoot the video, make the introduction, walk through the door, hit send. That's bigger than anything right there. Yeah, my first video took me 40 takes. 40 oh. takes. It was like, ah, screwed up, you get up, you shut it off, turn it on again, go sit back down. Oh. 40 takes, right? It's like, yeah. ah. Right? And it some doesn't, it's, still like that. Like we were filming a yeah, video, yeah. our local chamber of commerce wanted me to do a little video on mindfulness and it took, it was a one minute video. And I think it took us like 40 minutes because it was just like take after take after take. So, I mean, we've been at it a long time and there's still days like that. But I think I wanted to, just to circle back a little bit too when you asked like, what is people's objection to getting started? I think the other piece like the vulnerability, but I think also it can be overwhelming because video can be used in so many different ways. So if you're like, I'm gonna jump into video and all of a sudden you're trying to do like one-on-one, -on -one, you're trying to do educational vlog style, you're trying to do, um, as well as your listing videos all at once, like that is a lot. So our advice to people getting started, just pick one thing to get started at. And we find the one-to-one -one feels a little bit better. It's a little bit a little less vulnerable. Safer. Uh, feels safer if you're just communicating with one person. And once you get a little more comfortable in front of the camera and that just kind of becomes habit and routine and ritual for you, then start to branch into maybe a, trying a little vlog um, and starting small and simple. And it's okay to also outsource some of your video. Like I would say we're probably the odd ones out that actually do our own um, listing videos and most of it is because Ryan actually loves it like he enjoys it it's a hobby for him he loves pushing himself and testing themselves and, and learning but if like that's not really for you it's actually fine to hire someone to do your listing videos and just do kind of the rest on your own right so you, your suggestion would be like start off with like maybe a vlog style or uh, you know, maybe talking about the market or, you know, one-to-one -one interview style, like that sort of thing. Yeah. Or even just like, I think the easiest, like we started just one-to-one -one with our clients to get comfortable in front of the camera a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then you can start doing your market updates and you can start getting stuff out there on your Facebook feed and, and like that and just grow from there. But yeah, like Jen said, just pick one style and, and stick with it. And, and I mean, one-to-one -one video to our database and to our current clients was the safest way for us to really get started in my mind. So for sure. So looking back on it now, I mean, you guys have been doing video for so long. How long do you, you know, I remember having this conversation with Dale Trumbly years ago um, when he, like he had done the 365 things to do in Vancouver, Washington. Right. And I remember right. asking him like, just privately, I, I was like, Hey, you know, how long did it take you before you got your first deal out of 365 things to do in Washington? 
in, in Vancouver, Washington. And he's like, it was like 378 days or something like that. Like it yeah. was a long, it took him over a year to actually see any, any ROI from it. So, you know, and this is, I think, I think this is where agents have, there's a big barrier to entry. Cause it, like to Robin's point, they kind of overthink things and then they start to think, well, how much time do I have an effort and money do I have to put into this before I start to see a return? What was it? What, like, how long did it take you guys to start to see a return on investment? Well, I, I mean, to be honest, I've never tracked my different video styles as closed deals. And, and I say that because we do a lot of community spotlights. We talk to a ton of different people. We, um, the, the one I always remember was the very first, we did our 30 favorite places in Brandon in 30 days. Right. Um, and we did it from June through for the month of June. And I was out at the baseball diamond and I had three people come up to me at the diamond on the same night. Tell me they've been watching it. We're about seven or eight days into it. Ask me who's next, where I'm going tomorrow. And if they could be involved in it. And awesome. just right there. Yeah. I don't know for sure that those guys closed the deal, but I know there's been tons of views. I know people are seeing it. Brandon's a community of 50,000 people when we're doing it on an annual type of a basis and we're continually putting a spotlight on somebody else, people know who we are and I can promise you there's no lack of business. I don't necessarily say which video do you, did you see it from type of thing, but there's no lack of business. There's no, the phone is, is ringing and it's because people know who we are and people are recommending us because we went down to the local burger joint and did a big feature on them and they're kind of it's paying us back so to say um for, for helping them out yeah that's nice i was lucky yeah, my first did a uh, piece of video too is like you go ahead robin oh no we're, yeah we were freezing i was lucky like the first time i did video i closed a deal and i was forced into it because i had a out of province buyer and I was like, yeah. you know what? I have to just overcome this hurdle and I'm going to, as awkward as it's going to be, I'm going to get on the camera, walk through this apartment. And it wasn't just walking through apartment. I went down through the parking space and then out into the, there was a plaza out there and showed the community. And that was it. She was like, yeah, this is where I want to be and was able to sell the place. So for me, I was, I was lucky, but I'm the guilty one of not following through and keeping on with it. So like what we're talking about overthinking it, big time overthinker here. Like it is so hard. I hate being Wait, and what you just said is perfect in the fact that you got out showed in the plaza and that that's the power of video compared to just a regular listing with photos. Yeah. You, you can see the, the property, but you can't see the neighborhood and the atmosphere that's around it. We always say you can't fall in love with a house unless you fall in love with the neighborhood too. So we have to showcase the neighborhood that it's in and, and everything that the and amenities the life, have. The lifestyle and yeah. 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 And I, I, think, I mean, I did have some fun. It was, it was a rush, like to some degree, cause I was so far out of my comfort zone, but then <laughs> it was, it was super cool. The reward was right there. So yeah. And the reward was, was there, which is really cool. And we, I mean, yeah, we don't really track our data. I think the other pieces that we, you think about the intention behind the video, right? So that's a, maybe another objection that people come up with is they're just like, I'm going to do video because I should do video because everyone else is doing video or it's like trending right now. Um, but if you actually think about your intention behind the video, it can feel a lot more um, clear for you. So for us, our intention with our video is always about 
building connection. That is why we do video in our one-to-one, in our, in our um, home tours, we are building connection, hopefully between the viewers and the home as we tell the story about the home and the neighborhood. Um, and then we like to feature our community all of the time. That is about building connection with businesses and organizations in our community and with the people in our community. So if you think about why you're drawn to video what you'd like to do with it, um, then it can, yeah, just give you a little bit more direction, I think. Yeah, I think that's super important. I, I remember a few years ago, uh, four or five years ago, uh, I was in a meeting and I remember this, uh, uh, one of the people at the meeting had said, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to start, I just started volunteering and, you know, for this organization, I haven't seen any deals coming from it yet, but I'm positive something's going to come about. And I'm like, hold on a second, back up. You're volunteering because you want to get deals out of being a volunteer. Like yeah. that's, so that's kind of the, you know, so what you're talking about, I think really resonates, right? That, that whole idea of building a connection for the viewer and, and the home and the community that they could potentially be buying in, as well as building that connection for the viewer and the business community within the community that you guys live, right? So being seen as boosters, I don't know who came up with this, this term. I think it was probably Gary V, but you know, the digital mayor of the neighborhood, Absolutely. the digital mayor yeah. of the town, right? So you guys are looked to as, as influencers within your community, which is, you know, going to in turn potentially help to increase sales for you guys. Right. I mean, it's right. just a natural genesis of things should be. But we don't track that um, right. because we actually love our community. We live here because we love it. We raise our family here because we love it. Any of the businesses and organizations that we're featuring are ones that we feel strongly about that we love supporting ourselves um, so it's just that authenticity behind all the video as well. And that's where it feels better as, as well. Like you said, with the volunteering, like I want to get out there and be involved in my community because I love my community. So then choose that organization that feels good for you to volunteer at. And naturally business will probably come from it in one way or another. Um, but yeah, it's not necessarily in the, the direct way that you would anticipate, but that's where we just use like we actually love this community which is why we live here so we want everyone else to know you know about all the amazing things that we love about it too so they so, love so, it that much too right so much easier to sell in your own community because you can talk about the things that you love about it it's that easy um i mean i can relate it to i never had more new build clients than when i was building a house i built a house myself right. in 2018 and all of a sudden I got all these new build clients because I'm talking about it all the time. I'm excited yeah. about it. I'm fired up. And it's like, it's amazing how that works. So just get into that space. And it's so powerful to be able to put that through video, right? Like just, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, look at the time we're in right now. There's no better way to connect with people than through video. People are, are craving that human connection and, and yeah. stuff. And I mean, we've launched a couple of extremely successful market or video campaigns through COVID and that 100% based on putting the spotlight on other businesses and how they're surviving and how us as a community can help them out. And I mean, there, there's just so much, I'm going to say ROI, but it's not necessarily an ROI that comes back from that. It's a goodwill that, that we're helping out people and yeah. that sort of so an energy comes back. Talk to me a little bit about your email marketing efforts, Ryan. I mean, I, so Jen had mentioned that you guys, you had kind of shifted everything that you were doing to video based content. Um, 
uh, and I know this is probably a bit of a stretch in, in asking this, but you know, in terms of open rates and click throughs and all that kind of stuff, did you find, do you find that you're getting more engagement through the video based content you're putting out than you were through written? Yeah. And to be completely honest, we don't send out a whole ton of mass emails to our database. We, we don't. Um, a, a great example is we will take over the next week, we're going to connect with all of our deals and all of our, our clients from this year on a one-to-one -one email, as opposed to sending out one mass email to every client, we're going to break it down and say, Hey, Kelly, I just want to take a second and really thank you for the time this year and, and what we got to do and make that a personal email. And yes, it's going to take me instead of 10 minutes to send it, it's probably going to take me a couple of days, but every single one of them is going to reply to that email. And it's going to be not only a hundred percent open rate, but it's going to be a hundred percent reply rate as well. Um, and just that, I, I mean, we did a Christmas party last year and, and we did the exact same thing, but I think I had to send 175 emails and it took me, it took me time, but I mean, realistically in November, I had a couple of days where I could allocate a couple hours a day to get this all done. Um, I had one girl at the rink. She's like, Joel, I didn't even realize that was a direct email to us. Like he actually said our name. It wasn't a mass email. Like it was actually to us. And just those kind of aha moments for me, it, it's worth that extra day to, to take the time and make that connection and make those, the recipient of that email feel so much more special than just a big mass email that goes out to everybody. So, so like a short 30 second clip where you're yeah. just saying, Hey, you know, great to, you know, wish you guys a Merry Christmas, whatever. It could be just anything yes. and, yeah. and just send it off and away you go. That's, that's awesome. hundred percent. It's just, yeah, absolutely. If, if we're inviting you to a party, Hey Robin, uh, hope you can make it next weekend. We're hosting a Christmas party up at the yoga studio. We're going to have some pizza, um, entertainment for the kids. Just, uh, shoot me an email back. If you can make it, we'd love to see you guys. Simple yeah, as that. Great. And then they're gone. And even the ones that can't, so we like to do that for client events or things that are going on. Even if they can't come, they still feel like seen and um, included and important. Whereas if they just get a mass email for something like that or the mass newsletters, um, I mean, that, they work for some agents. It's just not something that we've ever really adopted. We find we really like to foster those one-to-one mm -hmm. -one connections. I guess I'll go backwards a little bit, Kelly, because you did ask. We do do some mass emails, but those are to our cold, cold leads where we'll send mass emails with a, a drip campaign with video and stuff. And we do see a really good open rate. Um, I'm not exactly sure off the top of my head what it is, but I do know it, it has climbed since we've been included video to it. But it's, it's really rare that we do those mass emails to people. It's where we see everything is that one-to-one -one with our clients. Have you guys ever, have you ever thought about um, utilizing, because I know BombBomb will allow you to set up those campaigns, like those sequences and stuff, right? So yep. do you guys, do you have something set up for your listing clients, for your buyer clients, kind of walking them through the process at all? Um, I've set something up, but honestly, I, I never pushed, pulled the trigger on it. I spent a whole bunch of time in January, set it all up, um, but I never pulled the trigger. And the only reason I didn't is we got into a transaction and it was kind of didn't follow the sequence that we had just built. And so I have those emails set up where I might send them from time to time, but I also find that 
a lot easier and again, more personal just to pull my phone out, push record and send it. I'll, I'll shoot a lot of videos in bomb bomb and just text it to them even just so I can get my message across really quickly and, and send it out and, and just be relevant for the current situation we're in. But do you ever find people get back to you and say, just send me a text, damn it. I just don't want to watch your video. <laughs> I have sometimes. Absolutely. And then I just kind of laugh and, 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 those are the and move on. That we know that maybe video isn't for them. Like some love it and some are like, we don't want to watch your videos all the time. And then we'll so switch it. That's you, easy. You listen to your clients and you adapt, right? But they, it's they almost like- as easy to, um, I was going to say, if it's almost as easy though, if you have automation set up and you have to go in and yeah. click into it and, and type in their email and get it sent off and whatever, it's almost just as easy to pick up your phone and do an individualized one that's very relevant to that yeah. exact deal. Yeah, right. they'll feel like they have to send you a video back or it would be like <laughs> if you did a, try doing a video listing presentation here, I'll send this to you and then call them up an hour later and be like, so did I get the listing? Like <laughs> nobody does that, right? No. Yeah. Actually, that's we a really good idea. Yes, it's always funny. We do get the odd person to shoot one back. The option yeah. to pick a reply when we do is just like amazing. Yeah. People, some people love it. Yeah. So, so with so, what's next with video? Like, where do you see things going? I mean, is there is there something that is going to push people to the next level? I mean, you know, Zoom has really consumed a lot of our lives. I think this year, especially, um, you know, it's kind of pushed Skype down the ladder. I really wish I would have bought Zoom stock at the end of 2019, like a lot of people, but who would have known, right? Um, where, where do you guys see video going? Do you think the, the adoption rate moving forward in the real estate industry is going to increase or do you think it's going to remain kind of where it is? And where do you see the future of video, you know, specific to our industry? Um, I'll jump in first here. I think more, I think those one-to-one videos are going to go crazy. I I really honestly do just simply because I can't get face-to-face with my clients as often or as easy as I right now. Um, so I really do think that the people that are going to adapt those one-to-one style videos are going to see a huge return on that. Um, just again, like I said, you, people are thriving or, or, needing that connection they they really want to connect with somebody um and whether it's the just the excitement or if it's some some bad news i have to share they can relate to my emotion as well no different than if i'm sitting across the table from at a coffee shop or something from them um i really do think that one-to-one style video is gonna go crazy coming up and i mean i think it's hard to say i think there's been a lot of um agents stepping into video this year, mostly because they have been forced to, you know, things like open houses are canceled. We even saw within our office where there was really only a couple agents kind of doing video. And then we saw a whole bunch of others jump on to even just a virtual open house and things like that. Um, so I hope that continues. Honestly, I think that video can have the opportunity to con- like take our industry in a really powerful direction. Um, I think that the agents who had already adopted video and those that did early on in 2020 probably saw a greater return this year because they were able to connect with clients. They were able to showcase their properties um, in, in online properly, really. Right. Uh, so I'd like to see it continue, but I have a feeling once we get back to in-person that a lot will probably just slip back to old habits, maybe. I don't know. Did you guys, did you guys embrace virtual open houses at all? 
Moments and we did a little bit. We didn't do a whole lot of it. Um, but we always do a, a listing video for each property as well right. as the 3D virtual tour that's really extensive anyways. It's accessible. So yeah, we didn't bother with the two hour time frame on Facebook Live where we're here. I think Ryan maybe did one, but I mean, it was nice to see some agents who didn't maybe have listing videos yeah. and other things. It gave them an opportunity just to get the property a little bit more exposure. God, two hours. Who's no, tune, sorry, tune, she, she, tune in. she wasn't there. She wasn't there. It was about a half an hour. We were about a half an hour. Oh my God. Maybe. Even 30 no, minutes. I'm like, oh my God. Let's, let's back that up. I was going to let her run with it, but you jumped in. No, no. I have seen other agents who yeah. like, I'm here for two hours. If you have, they'll yeah. do a shoot through video and they would have been a, like a live on for two hours taking questions and like answering and scanning through. Like it was a lot. So no, you um, can maybe do without that. But do you guys <laughs> remember, do you remember you stream? That was getting, that's before my time a little bit. That's, I remember hearing about it, but never used uh, it. A long time ago. This is like going back to 2011, 2012. And I was using Ustream to stream my open, like I would go live in an open house through Ustream and connect, it would be connected to Facebook. So it'd be streaming live through Ustream on Facebook. This is before you could stream live on Facebook, right? Yeah, no, it was, it was crazy. And I, I think I had two people log in and one, one of them was my mom. So, <laughs> and, you know, honestly, I, I think, uh, you know, for the most part, that's, you know, these, the, the virtual open houses, you know, we've talked a little bit about this. On, on this show and, and, you know, Robin and I privately as well. And in a mastermind that we did a couple of weeks ago. And I, I, I love the concept, the idea of it. I just, I think that there's a, there's an opportunity here to really kind of game the system and figure out what the attention narrative is going to be for the consumer, right? Yeah. Like 30 minutes is too long. Two hours is like freaking crazy. Right. Yeah. But like, what is it like three minutes, maybe two minutes? I mean, and, and then yeah. is that enough time to walk through the house? I mean, do you really want to be sitting there on Facebook live answering questions? You got to really think about, I, you know, I know, coming around from the other side and watching that video on Facebook. Here's what I hate. I, this is, this just drives me nuts when people are live on Facebook and they're like, Hey, Johnny, Hey, Sally. Hey, thanks for tuning in, Tim. Right. And it's like, I, I don't want to listen to that. I just want to hear what you have to say. Let's jump into it. Right. And it, yeah. it's like, yeah. So I, I think, I think the agent really needs to, you know, think about it from the consumer angle. And this is, I think yeah. some good advice, pointing advice for, for anybody that's looking at getting into video, understand what the consumer is willing to consume. Right. So, yes. you know, the type of content that, that you're going to be putting forward is absolutely important. You know, the, 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 the quality of the video that you're going to have the device that you've got. So if you're, if you've got an iPhone five and you're shooting video on an iPhone five, you might want to think about an upgrade. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, so I've always thought, you know, video quality is important, but audio quality is the most important thing. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you guys agree with that? Agree. 100%. So, so if you're, if you're to give three or four pieces of advice to an agent that was, that came to you and said, Hey, Ryan, Jen, you know, I just listened to your podcast. I really want to get, you know, started with video in my business. Like what, 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 what would be at the top of the list that you would tell them, this is where you need to start. And this is where I see you ending up. I would say starting, yeah, just going back to asking them their intention behind the video. Like, what are you trying to accomplish with your video? And I love what you just said there, Kelly, because it's not always about just what we want to do. I mean, we have to be authentic and comfortable in the way we're presenting the video, but thinking about what people are going to want to consume realistically. So just getting clear on the intention behind the video, are you doing it just because you're supposed to and everyone else is? 
or why is it exactly that you want to do video? Um, I would throw out, be consistent, have a plan with it. And, and if it's a video a week, if it's an email a day to a client, if it's whatever it is, but have a plan and try and be as consistent as possible. Um, because like anything, I mean, Robin's the exception. He gets a deal the first video he shoots, but uh, <laughs> for the most part, you're not going to get a deal every time you shoot a video. So you got to be consistent over the time to, to see some benefits from it, whether it is just local um, influence or becoming that digital mayor. It's just none of that happens without consistency. So just have a plan of what you're trying to achieve. Um, and then, like you said, the other one is make sure you have good audio. And as we're sitting here without mics on, but <laughs> um, just make sure you have audio because if people can see you but can't hear you, it's going to be a problem. They'd rather hear you than see you yes. and go from there. Yeah. Right. So um, utilizing the, the just the tools that you've got. So if you've got yeah. AirPods, use the AirPods. If you've got the the plug-in, uh, you know, earphones into your phone, use that. Um, you know, if you, if you want a stabilizer, maybe look at a, like a Osmo D was a DJI Osmo. DJI Osmo. Yeah. And they, yeah. I think there's three or four of them now and they're pretty affordable now to, to just go. And, and, right. and I think the other piece then too, is just to educate yourself. There's so many resources available online, videos on YouTube, groups you can join on Facebook. So just decide what type of video that you're wanting to do, what style or type you like, or just research that a little bit, but just educate yourself on video and actually consume video yourself. And then you can see what it is that you're liking and is resonating with you. And then using that to inspire you to do your own well, video. And there's so many different styles that you can do now. I mean, you have Instagram reels, you have stories, you have Facebook videos. I mean, TikTok, we're seeing the agents on there now. There's so many different ways where you can have your, let your personality shine let your right. quirkiness shine and lean into it, lean into your quirkiness and, and go with it. And like I said earlier, you're going to draw people that love it. You might push people away, but you're going to draw people in. And those people that are drawn in are going to be so loyal and so fun to work with. It's going to make your whole world change. Have you guys heard of uh, Matt Leonetti? Yes. I love watching yeah. him. Matt is, Matt is amazing. He is just hilarious. I had him on the show here a while back and, and uh, he had said, uh, I, I can't remember who he was talking to. He was either, he either told this to Ryan Serhant or he, or he told it to uh, Eric Simon, the, the broke agent. And he said, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a video a week, right? I'm going to do that consistency. And, and so number one, he carved, he carved out a niche for himself, right? Comedy is the way that he wanted to go. Number two, he stuck to the plan, right? I'm going to do a video a week. Number three, he's just going to start pushing those videos out. And then people started to pick it up and recognize the guy and, and see him for what he was in this comedic, you know, talent. Like he's just got this, this gift, right? I think where I, where I first noticed the guy was the video that he did when um, he was showing he was showing a client a property and he went into the property to took off his jacket and he was dressed like Freddie Mercury. Yes. Right. <laughs> like, yes. I mean, you know, so, so I mean, he's an extreme example of, of doing video right, right off the hop, understanding your niche, understanding the message that you want to get out, utilizing the, the, the tools that you have available and then taking all of that and pushing the message out through the, through the media that we have available to us. Like, like you said, the reels, like Facebook, uh, Instagram stories, reels, like, you know, even Twitter yeah. for, for, you know, part well, of LinkedIn and Twitter about, both have stories now. Yeah, I was just going to say, got got stories, stories like, out there now too. So think about yeah. TikTok. 
think about TikTok, the ocean yeah. spray guy and Fleetwood Mac. Like he wasn't mm-hmm. thinking about anything that day. He was just on a skateboard and look at yeah. it's like all the indoor, like that's as simple as it is. Just don't overthink it. Just do it and, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And I think that is the last little piece of advice like Robin just touched on is that we can get stuck in our heads and overthinking it, overanalyzing it to death. But it's just trust, lean into it. It's going to be uncomfortable. I promise you anything new is, but just trusting it, leaning into it, have a plan, stick with it, have your intention, your vision, um, and just let it unravel. So where do you guys, where do you typically host your videos? Like, do you, do you put them up on your website? Do you push them out through social media? Like what's, what's kind of, give us an idea as to what the plan is. From the time that you shoot, so I guess it depends on the video, right? So it depends on the video series. Absolutely. Like we just did, I guess talking about one, uh, a love local series we did early in the, the shutdown here in Manitoba and they lived on Facebook. And then after all 30 no, sorry. Yeah, just try a 30 all ran. Then I moved them over to YouTube and let them live there. Um, but in Brandon, we get a ton of people on Facebook. It's, it's by far the most popular social network here for, for our business. Um, that's where we get the most interaction. So pretty much every one of our videos will, will run on Facebook first. And then I'll move it to Instagram or I'll move it over to YouTube. And then from YouTube, it just feeds into our, our website from there. Um, and then they'll live on our website from that point on. Now you touched yeah, on love. Just, Sorry, go ahead, Jen. I was going to say just knowing the platform too. Um, so Facebook, a little bit longer videos are okay on there. Instagram, like you, they do have Instagram TV now, but I feel like, you're better to have those one minute videos that can live right in your feed or quick little ones in the story. So we'll often take like a longer video that's going to be on Facebook, just take a one minute clip. Like you said, you sometimes cut some of these up um, and then have that on Instagram. So just knowing the platforms and what people are wanting to consume on that platform. Talk to us a little bit about love local. What, what is it? Where, where was the, where did the idea come from it? And, and uh, what is it that you guys are accomplishing with it? Well, at the beginning, it started in March. It was in March. We just kind of saw a company in, actually in Winnipeg that ran a t-shirt promotion simply to raise awareness and raise some money for um, uh, the food bank in Winnipeg. And so it kind of got me thinking a little bit. We're always very involved in our community and that. And then uh, the first shutdown hit. Everybody was closed. Everybody got shut down. And we saw a lot of people posting on social media about how their businesses were closed, how they were affected. So we instantly reached out to, I reached out to four businesses and we did zoom meetings with them and recorded them and asked them, gave them a platform to talk about their business and talk about what it all happened. And after the first one aired, I had 18 total businesses reach out to me in the next 24 hours asking if they could have that same platform. Um, so we knew right away there was an appetite for us to support our local businesses. Um, and Jen and I put our heads together, came up with the, well, Jen came up with the love local kind of tagline and that. And then from there we created, uh, same these t-shirts here, they're local, they're love local t-shirts. Um, we did t-shirts, we did hoodies, we did hats. Um, and sold them and, and raised just how much did it end up? Well, we um, sourced them through our a local sports store here that did all of the apparel for us, and then we raised 
4100 for our, 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 food bank our here. food bank here. Wow, that's awesome. So we sold these shirts and it was only for one month. It was a limited time. You could only order them at like for the month of July, I believe it was. And um, yeah, we sold just shy of $10,000 and it was kind of, we had Amazing. to pay for everything. And then we donated, and it was nice. like, yeah, 4,500 bucks. And then, so we made that and then Love Local started getting a bit more known around town and stuff. So then once we were allowed to, to leave our houses again and, and the shutdown stopped, we right. actually went and did or another version of 30 favorite places in 30 days. And this time we went to only local businesses, only local attractions. And once again, put the spotlight hundred percent on local businesses um, to how they're getting through the pandemic here and how we can same sort of thing is how we as a community can be helping everybody um, through this. So it's just, as Jen alluded to earlier, we love where we live and we want to uh, be able to promote those local businesses because I mean, we're a community of 50,000 people without those local businesses and those small entrepreneurs, we got no community left here. So we need to do what we can. We feel we have a platform that people are interacting with that we can help promote businesses and, and keep people in business and, and surviving right now. Yeah, amazing. That's, am that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I, I, mean, I just, I, I think you guys are often imitated, but never duplicated. <laughs> Well, that's good. Yeah, it is funny. We have seen actually a, a couple. I think you pointed out a, a different uh, company that's done something very similar. We've seen a couple other ones, other places, which is fine and dandy. I mean, if, I if that's great. helping people community in their community. And these ideas aren't, and this is the thing too, is that we all um, find our ideas at other places too. So we honestly love it if other agents can take ideas that we're doing and implement them in, in their communities to grow their community and awareness. And I mean, we love to see that. And I'm never, I'm never going to sit here and say every idea I've ever had hasn't come from seeing what another agent does and then putting my own spin on it. Cause I mean, that's, I mean, the 30 favorite videos in 30 days or 30 places in 30 days comes from Michael Thorne on BC. And it's, right. we see lots of different agents doing that sort of thing. And, and it's great. I just, we just got to put our own spin on it and, and make it local and how it affects for, for your market. Amazing guys. That's so awesome. Well, like I said, uh, spouses selling houses often imitated, never duplicated. Jen, Ryan, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Love, love being here. Thanks yeah, for having thanks us. So I really appreciate it. All right. There we go, guys. That's the end of the show. I think we'll end her there. If you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to leave us a comment below Facebook as well. If you're listening to this on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, please feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. It's always appreciated. Jen, Ryan, Robin, we out. Have a good day, guys. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. See you later. Bye.